This is a V Vibration Studio Production. The human voice really is a remarkable tool that extends far beyond its main purpose of communication. It holds incredible power. Our voice plays a vital role in shaping ourselves, how we are perceived, and the impact we make. Sharing our experiences, our stories, and our conversations, we invite you into our world. Welcome to Two Voice Activists with Philip and Victoria. Episode 4 Locked. Your muscles are equivalent to the strings on a grand piano. Just as your muscles are attached each end to your bones, the piano strings are attached each end to an iron frame. There are 230 strings stretching across the skeleton of the piano, and likewise, hundreds of muscles connect to your skeleton. When one string is hit by the hammer, all the strings vibrate to create one beautiful harmonic. But if a hand were placed on top of those strings, it would stop the full vibration, and all you would hear is a suppressed, muted sound. No harmonics, no life. No matter how great a pianist you are, the strings would not carry your music to the listener. And you are the same as the grand piano. Your body is the instrument, and you are the player. Fear, grief, anger, shame, trauma and disease are all the hands that dampen your strings, that lock and silence you. Well, Philip, I think that is a really interesting analogy, likening ourselves as an instrument to a piano. Yes, because we are instruments. That's what we are. We, the instrument to carry our voice. And you do love a piano. I certainly do. <laughs> I love a piano. But actually, you know, the comparison really isn't so far off when you look at the mechanics of all the systems of our bodies. I mean, you're always saying that, aren't you? How complicated the body is. Oh, yes. When I look at anatomy and all the systems of, of the human body, I am always completely amazed we ever function at all. Yeah, absolutely. So when we're talking about our voice being locked, what is it we actually mean by that? There are so many ways that we can become stuck in our lives, in our bodies, in our communication, in our voice. And in the last episode, we talked about language and our thoughts and how they can have us living out our lives through our interpretation of the meanings behind words. Yes, and there are so many other imprints and patterns that we learn along the way, aren't there? I mean, things that are taught to us. Yeah, the events and experiences we live through. And, you know, they unknowingly lock us and create stress and problems in our bodies, our musculoskeletal system. Well, also stress in our minds and emotions. Yes, leading us to stressing and locking our voice, our true self-expression. So, Victoria, I'm now going to hand over to you. So let's start when I was a very young teenaged girl. I distinctly remember when I came home from school one day with a problem chatting it through with my mum 
And then her saying, now listen, when your father gets home, don't be bothering him with it immediately, not until he's had his cup of tea. He's had a long day at work, just give him a chance to sit down and relax. Well, seems harmless on the surface, doesn't it? Of course the man needs a sit down and a cup of tea after work, don't we all? And let me tell you, I had a great relationship with my dad. But what did I do with that? I spent the majority of my life up until recently allowing my dial to be turned down in my love relationships with men, dampening myself, and all for the sake of a quick cup of tea. My dad has actually played a major role in my life. Throughout his life, in an extremely loving and positive way. But unfortunately, also through his early and untimely death. Let me explain. They say a girl's first love is her dad. And thus was mine. A gloriously loving, generous, giving, talented, hard-working and funny man. What a great relationship we had. What a great role model he was. To lose that first unconditional love and very suddenly at the age of 25 was a traumatic and life-changing experience for me. Wrap this up with a cheating fiancé and the coinciding end of that relationship, and you have a real mess. The roller coaster of the actual events and the maelstrom of emotion that followed, not really being able to define which you are mourning, had to find an outlet somewhere. And that outlet became my voice. Always an emotional being, I have never been one to completely crumble mentally even though I may have struggled immensely at times. But physically is quite another matter. And so it was, I found myself standing in understudy rehearsals for the role of Laurie in Oklahoma six months later to open my mouth to sing to hear nothing. My voice had completely gone. I was perfectly capable of talking, but unable to produce a note of singing. Performing and singing at that point totally defined me and my life. It was my identity. I was mortified. Off I went to the top vocal specialist at the expense of the company I was working for to be told there was absolutely nothing wrong with my vocal cords. It was complete emotional trauma. A good week of full vocal rest and a lot of TLC. And my voice did gradually return. But boy, what a lesson. My first important lesson, although I didn't choose to recognise it, that our voice is the barometer of our state of being on every level. Physically, emotionally, mentally. This lesson was to rear its head a number of times over the coming years, 
knocking on the door to have me eventually recognize what an important and powerful part of our being and very existence our voice is. So, there it is. Huge emotion and huge betrayal, all rolled into one. A catalyst, which I came to realise years later after much personal discovery, had led to my mantra of, I'll do anything for love. Anything to keep a relationship, whether it be beneficial or detrimental to me. Constantly giving away parts of myself rather than finding my voice when something was wrong and speaking up. Instead, I would turn down my dial lose my true voice and opinions rather than losing the relationship. When in reality, what I was really reliving was the fear of losing my dear dad all over again and again and again. The loss of my father and the fiancé at the same time became so intertwined in my head, my energetic system, my physical system that for years I didn't even recognise it or even try to separate the two emotions until years later when I finally stopped and rediscovered myself. But the other important part of this scenario was the fact that I had found out the fiancé had been cheating. And lo and behold, this scenario also repeated itself time and time again through a number of my relationships for years. The fascinating part of all this is that, as Philip will vouch for, I am no shrinking violet. I do not and have never found it hard to find my voice in any other type of relationship in my life. Not with my lovely family, not with all my close and dear, dear friends. But boy, stick a man in my life that I fell in love with. Well, boy, did I keep playing it out. So, I went on and I met my ex-husband within six months of this traumatic time. And I was married two and a half years later and I remained so for 15 years and had two beautiful children. And I did exactly the same in that marriage. We did have an amazing relationship for years. But like a lot of people, things change when you have children. Priorities change and... Perhaps you let things slip by not keeping your finger on the emotional pulse of the relationship. And yet again, there were some other issues involved there that I never properly voiced. Not cheating, I hasten to add. But I stayed locked in the marriage for a long time when I knew it wasn't any good for me. But because of the people around me, my children, my mum living with us, I stayed. And I never once said to him, let's sort this problem out. For goodness sake, he didn't even know we had one. But I said it constantly to myself in the bathroom mirror. But I never said it to him aloud. Everyone has the right of voice. But our primal voice has been quietened and conditioned over time. Disconnected, locked and sometimes even stolen. However, when the whole of you is working at its optimum and as a balanced force, you can reclaim your voice, your unique voice vibration. 
This will then impact and improve every area of your life. We invite you to reconnect with your body, unlock your voice and discover your full potential. And come on an empowering quest to transform your world. So once I found the strength to leave my marriage, even through the guilt I felt for breaking up my family, for my children and my mother and breaking up our family home, I carried on repeating this pattern over the next 15 years and in further relationships, in which my partners were actually caught cheating, living double lives in fact. Now that's a biggie. But who was allowing this pattern to repeat and play itself out? After years of heartbreak and neediness, I finally stopped and I realised I had to look at me and my choices. Find the reasons I kept choosing to live through this destructive pattern of I'll do anything for love. Well, it was a tough learning curve. Being thrown the same lesson to learn time and time again And taking years to realise I wasn't recognising it, let alone listening and learning. Through these years of emotional upheaval, the physical impact kept coming, mainly to my voice, also leading to drastic problems with my skin. For me, they went hand in hand. And all because of my people-pleasing. Having had an extremely successful working career as a musical theatre performer for well over 15 years, I found myself on a stage in Wales, performing in a four-hander, singing my heart out through a two-hour show of classic West End musical numbers from all genres of style, a high lyric soprano. When you're used to opening your mouth and feeling this amazing vibration of sound emitting from your body, it's a frightening and defining moment when you push just a little too hard through tiredness and feel something go in your throat, literally rupture. We were on the first night of a three-night run at this venue. Well, I carried on valiantly for the rest of the show, hoping and praying I hadn't done any damage. But when I woke up in the morning, I found myself not that high lyric soprano, but a bass. My voice had gone from a three and a half octave range to literally a handful of notes. After a trip to a renowned vocal specialist, I found out I'd ruptured a blood vessel in my right vocal cord and so followed a really good number of days of complete vocal rest. No mean feat for someone who talks for England and at the time had a two-year-old child. Well, fortunately, these ruptures can be got over with gentle handling, retraining and exercising the vocal cords once the rupture's healed. And though indeed my voice did come back, I found over the next years and after the birth of my second child that my voice could fluctuate drastically from day to day. So ended my singing career at that time. Partly because I did become a full-time mother to two, but partly because I could no longer trust my voice and the range of sound that I used to have to perform, as I'd been doing for so many years. 
I realised at that point that in my head at least, my singing voice had come to define me over the years. It had become my identity. Little did I know I had been listening to the barometer of my very state of being on all levels and the very thing I thought everyone else loved about me. Oh, go on, Tor, sing for us. Oh, Victoria, please, would you sing at my wedding? Tor, what a beautiful voice you have. Well, looking back, I realise I lost complete confidence in myself and therefore my identity. What made me tick? Why I thought people loved and valued me? All this on losing this most important vibrational expression of myself. This devastating experience, which happened whilst I was still married actually, continued to create havoc with my voice for a decade, partly because of the physical damage, but more so because of the emotional upheaval I eventually started to feel, and partly because of my people-pleasing and trying to juggle too many balls at once. But the loss of identity that came along with it because I didn't have the control over this vocal instrument I'd had led me to having to reevaluate myself in every relationship at the time and realising that actually my singing voice was not the thing that defined me or made people love me more. Think of an old-fashioned typewriter rolling out a Hollywood movie script. Hear the clickety-clack of the keys hitting the paper, the rumble and ting of the carriage as it swipes across the page, the hypnotic rhythm and the sound of the keys, the intimacy of expression. But in order for that intimacy to flow, we need a freely moving ink ribbon, functioning keys, a moving carriage and reams and reams of paper. It's an artistic tool allowing you to write and pour your life story out. If you run out of ink, there will be blotchy gaps in your prose. If any of the keys get stuck, there'll be letters missing, easy to then misinterpret words and intention. A snared ribbon as it gets caught and stuck means no writing, no emotional flow and no paper means nothing to type on. Our typewriter needs maintenance, tender loving care to make sure the keys can strike, the ink ribbon can run freely and the paper roller can roll the paper smoothly. And just like the typewriter, Our body, the very complexity of all our body parts and systems, our thought processes and emotions, need looking after. Like that snarled ribbon, if the energy of the body isn't flowing, we become stuck. If our musculoskeletal system is out of sorts, our muscles and bones become cranky, broken, just like those keys. And if our reams of paper run out or get stuck... Our mental health and emotional being, our self-expression, suffers. The rhythm and dynamic of our bodies, just like that old-fashioned typewriter, 
need tender loving care and practised maintenance in order to maintain a free and healthy flow across all the systems of our bodies, making it work efficiently as a whole. We are so often in avoidance, constantly throwing out or rewriting our scripts. But that's okay, because our bodies, our whole being, is constantly transient. And as long as we show up, keep a vigil on all the precious parts of ourselves, making sure they're well-oiled and running smoothly and freely, we can then constantly rewrite, grow and develop. Roll out our script of life on every level. All these years of experience have taught me that we all have to learn that the journey is within us. It's nothing to do with anybody else. When we unlock our own life stories and understand ourselves and our bodies, and I mean every aspect of ourselves, then we understand how they affect our voice and therefore the possible locking of it. I like the sound of me, which I never did when we were working in theatre. I like the sound of my speaking voice. And I might add, I am singing freely, if not better than I did when we were working professionally, because voice is the parallel to life health, absolutely. And by the way, my skin is amazing as well. As a voice activist and someone who has locked and blocked themselves, I would say that more often than not, we find we're locking ourselves by living out our life stories and the mantras we've chosen to live by that probably no longer serve us. I would say to anyone who is feeling locked in a never-ending pattern, be brave. Be brave enough to go on the journey of unlocking yourself. You have to do that from the ground up, from the very bones of you. It's not just about what you say or what you do. It's learning physically how you work as a human being, the instrument that your voice has become locked in. Unlocking the muscles and the memories, learning about yourself emotionally, mentally, physically, energetically, and repatterning so that you can unlock your voice that's stuck in the very muscles of your body. Take your hand off of your own strings. The hand that dampens and quietens you. When the sky above us is covered in cloud, it obscures the blue sky beyond, even though we know it is there. But when we break through those clouds, there it is in all its glory. And so is the comparison between our voice and the locking of it. We can so often create our own personal clouds, dampen and silence ourselves. But if we can only take action to unlock, there is the blue sky in our freedom of voice and the purity of our voice vibration. Taking a leap and penetrating deeply into the core of who you are, breaking down walls that confine you, stepping into your blue sky, 
you can access your true self-expression, your freedom, and find your pure potential. Push beyond what you ever believed possible. Reach your goals and aspirations. Join us for the VV Live program. For further information, contact us at vvibration.com. Thank you, Victoria, for being so transparent and vulnerable. I mean, it really takes courage to really tell your story. So thank you. Ah, thank you, Philip. But remember, it's your turn next time. It is indeed. So please join us for episode five, Stolen. <laughs>